Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to Secrets of the Art World. I am your host, Matt Gleason. And uh, we talk about what's going on in the world of contemporary art. And man, there is a lot going on in the world of contemporary art. And this is like a news item and pretty amazing. MOCA, the uh, Los Angeles Museum of Contemporary Art. Remember? Remember, some people have forgotten it even exists. MOCA has gone in 10 years from being the center of the Los Angeles art world to being a real afterthought. Uh, man, I could devote you know, years of podcasts as to why. Uh, regardless, the employees, more than 120 of them, they have campaigned to unionize. 50 employees presented MOCA management with a statement of intent asking the museum to recognize their campaign. They filed an election petition with the NLRB, the National Labor Relations Board. This is big time. This is serious. You know, and I think it's great. I I couldn't be happier. And uh, there's a lot of little things going on in this story that I'll kind of walk you through. I'm using the excellent Deborah Vankin penned article from the LA Times to kind of guide us here. But these workers, they've come from almost all the departments, uh, everything but curatorial, pretty much. Uh, There's education, exhibitions, visitor engagement, communications, retail, audiovisual, but again, no curatorial. the pay sucks, the working conditions, you know, do you know what standing is like? Are you sitting on your ass now listening to my podcast? Why don't you go stand for eight hours? Tell me how that is. Um, but, uh, and again, one of the big complaints, lack of transparency between management and employees, bad communication, uh, internal communication, just terrible. None of this is surprising. It's things that people have complained about for years on the inside and outside of working at these institutions. But uh, this is kind of a, I guess you say a new generation is in, in town and saying, hey, we're not going to put up with this. And the idea to unionize em- employees of a museum, it, 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 it look, I think they, the, you know, if they unionize tech, you know, imagine when Amazon and Google get unionized. Imagine when Facebook gets unionized. So I think maybe maybe there's this weird little trend and maybe the art world is is part of it or the start of it. Not that, I mean, look, there's unionization going on in many fields, but this, there's a prominence to this. And uh, but we're, we're going to get into it some more. So 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 let's let's look at this. Um, here's a quote from the L.A. Times. Christine Samples, a gallery attendant at MOCA, who is also on the union organ union organizing committee, says uh, we know that forming a union is the best way to protect not only our well-being, 
but to advocate for the people who work here for years to come. I want to be impactful for the community. And I'm looking for more investment from MOCA into the workers so we can invest more into the public's experience of art. You know, the, the workers at MOCA, an absolute afterthought, just an afterthought. I'll tell you a quick story. I, I had a conversation with a, uh, for lack of a better word, a rich guy about, I don't know, maybe it's two or three years ago. And uh, he, he, his vision was kind of like, he saw the Broad opening and, and he was trying to like kind of, he was, he was kind of jawboning some ideas about maybe opening his own Broad with his small art collection and some rotating exhibitions. And, and you, know, he was, you know, he took me out to lunch and was kind of picking my brain about a number of subjects. And, and, and I pointed out to him, because I said, well, you know, you got to budget the workers. I mean, you know, you got to pay you know, a little better than minimum wage. you got to figure out some stuff here. You know, oh, and he goes, well, we'll just get some volunteers from the college. And I'm like, what college? <laughs> I just said, man, you're, you're, you're the, the, the whole notion of this, the people that are actually going to make your vision function. Well, we're just going to get some volunteers from the college. It was, it was, it, it blew my mind. It really stayed with me. And I, and I think about this now and, and, you know, that's, so what did MoCA have to say? Well, MoCA released a statement, according to the LA Times, quotes them, while we respect the right of employees to decide whether or not they wish to be represented by a union, we do not believe that this union is in the best interest of our employees or the museum. It's fascinating. Art, the fine art, the contemporary art world in the last 10 years has, it, it's always had this um, lip service to liberalism. In the last 10 years, that's actually translated to more uh, inclusive exhibitions and uh, more eh, political art. When I say political art, it's lightly political, but it's, you know, it hedges the politics with the aesthetics. But it's certainly, there's certainly more of it now than there has been since at least, I think there was a lot of this in the late 60s, early 70s, but, but the lip service has has been backed up with just a teensy amount of inclusion and um, certainly more um, conceptual acknowledgement uh, of, of um, striving for equality and things. But actions speak louder than words and there haven't, these museums haven't done a damn thing, a damn thing to, um, to make it a reality. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought I paused. <laughs> Shit. So who's in charge at MOCA? Klaus Biesenbach, the director. I'd, I'd forgotten. Oh, yeah, Klaus Biesenbach. He's the director. He was traveling. So this crew met with Mia Locks, senior curator and head of new initiatives. They crowded her office, and uh, they recorded this event on all their on their smartphones, it's the smartphone generation, who shares information a lot quicker than previous generations. Um, here's a funny quote. Gallery attendant Lauren Kelly posted on Instagram, my coworkers are beautiful people who deserve better conditions to sustain their lives and art practices. <laughs> are, are the MOCA employees more beautiful than the LACMA employees? Are they more beautiful than the Broad employees across the street? Um, I mean, I'm all for this, but, you know, we don't need the pathos. Now, here's an interesting perspective. 
Mocha, starting January 11th, they got a big donation. And uh, starting January 11th, they are going to have free admission. And uh, when they announced this, Biesenbach, Klaus Biesenbach said, we see ourselves as a civic institution. I'll spare you a pathetic German accent, but you can imagine it yourself. Think of Colonel Klink and Hogan's Heroes. Hogan, we see ourselves as a civic institution. Okay, but as a public institution. Okay, now listen to this. As resident among residents. What the fuck does that mean? That is just such blather, but that's Klaus Biesenbach. All excited a couple weeks ago when they announced that Mocha, because one of their trustees or board members gave a donation to cover what admissions would would yield and free admission starts January 11th but think of this no trustee gave a donation to cover better benefits for employees higher wages for employees better working conditions for employees you know, there's all sorts of names on each little wing, the so-and-so wing, the David Geffen wing, the, you know, this rich guy, that rich lady wing, you know. But there's no uh, Eli Broad employee break room. There's no Michael Bloomberg coffee pot, uh, uh, you know, at the, uh, in the, in the employee break room, is there? No. And that shows you the fundamental mindset of the people who would be art patrons. These museum directors, the, the board of directors, the, um, the, the trustees who carry forth the institution with the concern of what will make a great institution. And they don't think of the workers at all. And this is the first time the MOCA workers have ever even, you know, close to even standing up for themselves. Um, so, you know, this here's part of the statement. In order to, this is part of the statement from the workers who want to unionize. In order to fulfill MOCA's civic responsibility, we call on you to not only consider your duty to the community through improvements for the audience, but to afford the same sentiments toward the workers who actively embody the primary mission of the Museum of Contemporary Art Los Angeles. Think about this. The museum's going to be free starting uh, January 11th. And, and you know, God, God, it's totally overpriced. Um, and you, you go in there, and sometimes it, it, it can be very sporadic. It's a tiny space on Grand Avenue, all things considered. When it opened in 1986, it was all nice and polished. But, you know, you, they can't have traveling shows of interesting art in their very big Geffen Contemporary because uh, the Geff Contemporary has a, has, a, has a real flammable roof and could never, um, it can't, no, they can't get insurance for these shows. So now they're going to be making it more about performance art and real casual, non-valuable objects. And so the Grand Avenue space, which is very small, is going to have, that's where, the, that's where the treasures, the relics, the holy relics are going to be. Um, and yet, uh, you know, paying $15 to go around the dinky space in, in um, on Grand Avenue is really not cutting it when the road across the street is free. Simultaneous with that, all these free people, these people coming in now, there's going to be bigger crowds. It's going to impact the employees. They're going to have to put up with all this shit. You know, they're used to five, ten people an hour. I, I don't know the number. 
campers, but I, you know, you go and mocha on a Tuesday afternoon when everybody has to pay $15. It's not a, it's not a big crowd. Now all of a sudden these employees, they're going to have to be doing a lot more work, work. People understand you get compensated for your labor. So now we know that recently the Marciano Museum, when faced with unionizing employees, they just shut down. Mocha can't shut down. And uh, the Marciano has no present plans to reopen. Absolute scum. Just scum. I hope LACMA takes over that space. Kicks their name, kicks them, kicks that name Marciano out of the art world. And um, now an organizer with the union who worked with the Marciano employees said uh, that he's been organizing for 17 years and it's a classic move uh, on how to bust a union. You just close shop. And uh, it's a threat, usually. The Marcianos did it. Mocha can't do it. But here's something funny. The Marcianos are on the board of Mocha. Klaus Biesenbach, the director of Mocha, his official title is the Maurice Marciano director. <laughs> so, hey, are any museums organized? Are there, is there a union for it? Yes, the Museum of Tolerance. 40 workers there, according to the LA Times. So, um, and, and, and look, these, it doesn't seem, maybe it doesn't seem like it's a hard job. You know, it's not running a machine all day, uh, or, you know, do, doing some job like that. But, you know, standing all the time, dealing with, I'm like, you know, like, hey, look, I go to that museum, I start making, you know, I start asking these people questions. I, I put them to work. I, you know, they have to deal with the public. Dealing with the public's tough. And, you know, they don't get tipped. You know, they're not like a waiter. Um, although I think waiters and waitresses should, should be unionized, shouldn't they? Um, so, I... Just look at this. Uh, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. There's, there's, uh, there's no way around this. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, you can't go back. The genie's out of the bottle, as they say. And with that, you know, you're going to. Mocha is going to be forced now. Mocha is. It's not a company. It's a nonprofit corporation in the state of California. Nonprofit corporation it can be religious. It can be charitable or it can be educational. So. MOCA is an educational charity. So when they apply for a grant, they apply to grant for grants available to educational charities and within the arts, of course. And so uh, MOCA has given, and, and the art world at large has given lip service for too long to a, a, a radical vision and radical visions of equality. And now, let me tell you, they are having to put their money where their mouth is. And the Marciano brothers wouldn't. And Mocha is going to have to. Mocha can't just up and leave, can they? What are they going to do? Sell to the Getty? Um, wait, maybe. Anyway, these are historic times we live in. And I see this as the future. Uh, institutions with woke policies are going to have to put their money where their mouth is. Mocha, you're going to be unionized and soon. This has been my podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
This episode was originally recorded in 2019.